Finding Your Peace with Shelley J. Miller is a show dedicated to helping you move into an experience of love, peace, and joy that lasts. Using the principles from the teachings of Jesus in A Course in Miracles, you will learn how to transform your life by becoming miracle-minded, heal yourself, your relationships, and your finances by understanding how to break free and awaken. Call in for a mini-reading to gain clarity and receive guidance. Now, here's your host, Shelley J. Miller. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Finding Your Peace. I am your host, Shelley J. Miller. This is Episode 15, Deciding What is of Value. A very, very important topic right about now, and in, even when uh, when we get through all of the turmoil that's going on in the world, it will always be a very important topic because it stands in the way, that decision of what is in value and what is not, of whether you are led home to heaven, the state of heaven, and the eternal, and escape the rounds of the serial dream in the body. And uh, that question is very important. So we're going to talk about that today. It's, it's, it's topical because of what's going on in the world, but it will always be topical, won't it? Because in the world of separation and duality, we will always need to know how to find our peace and to decide what is the value and what is not. So uh, always on Finding Your Peace, uh, this is a show about sharing the teachings of Jesus from A Course in Miracles. If you're not familiar with the, with the Course in Miracles, it's a non-dual teaching, which is the only true spirituality. Non-duality is Christ consciousness, which is where you look, you are able to remember God and see yourself as a son of God and see everyone else the same. That is called seeing with spiritual sight. And that means you have dropped your judgments. You have learned about forgiveness, in this case, with the Course in Miracles, radical forgiveness. And I'll talk about that because that's the foundation. It's not the human kind of forgiveness. It's the key to the whole foundation of the Course. I always like to tell you, because I've had kind of an out-of-the-box out of the box life experience, because I've been a professional psychic. Uh, I've read now professionally for 30 years or more. Uh, uh, but I, I was born as a psychic and a medium with access to the Akashic records. And now I do that professionally. And I, uh, I also do transformational life coaching with the help of A Course in Miracles. You can reach me to book and to watch all the podcasts of Finding Your Peace for free on ShellyJMiller.com, S-H-E-L-L-Y-J-Miller.com. On the homepage, they're listed as well as here on BBS Radio Station 1 in the archives for Finding Your Peace. You also now can see them on Amazon, Google Play, iTunes, and more platforms are coming from what I understand. Uh, but I share that because a lot of my stories are based in my experience. Like, um, you know, I was awake at an early age in the sense that um, you'll, you can listen to my podcast, number one, about my own story. But um, I saw myself as a ball of light, a ball of energy before I merged with the baby body in the crib and had a past life recollection of Nazi Germany, which is a little bit applicable now since the fourth Reich appears to be rising again. Uh, but that's my view and that's my Akashic record of what I went through and what I see projected through the body's eyes now that I'm working to change. So we'll talk about that today too, the way I see it and the way I'm trying to heal. I'm not trying, but working to heal my mind with, with the Course in Miracles. If you're listening for the first time today and you're not uh, knowing much about the Course in Miracles, it's what... Uh, 
it's it's a return to love really and that's what marianne williamson talked about a return to love but i tell you more about um what jesus teaches in the book which is a text a workbook and a manual for teachers it was given through a scribe it took her seven years and she heard the voice of jesus directly and he said this is a course in miracles please take notes took her seven years to bring it through turns out they had known each other in a past life and he had asked her to do this work to bring what is now the course in miracles through you will not see her name on the text or the other people that helped to bring it into reality because it is strictly jesus is the voice of jesus and it's not uh they say it's a channel work but really most channels have a filter on that she did not it was mind-to-mind communication course in miracles jesus teaches us to change our thoughts from fear to love and if, if you're just starting out you may not think that you think thoughts of fear very often but as you get more into uh, your spiritual awakening you will realize that most of your fear most of your thoughts excuse me are driven by your ego not by your spirit not by that part of you that's still with god so jesus teaches us that we had a tiny mad idea that we could be separate from god this is what the fall from grace was about and we forgot to laugh and as that density and that experience of being separate from our source which loves us completely and we we feel the safety and security of home as that became more and more pronounced in our minds and the separation happened what happened was there was an explosion and what was within our minds projected outward which is also called the big bang which is also called the beginning of the uh, manifestation of the universe that we look out and we see separate bodies and we see our world and the universe none of which are true by the way it's a hologram it's a personal hologram and a shared hologram between those of us who are one mind which is called the son of god we are the son of god s-o-n And there are not 7 billion plus of us. There's only one. We have a shared mind. And that mind, part of of us fell into what's called separation. That would be meaning the separate, the experience, temporary experience of of being uh, separate from God. So Jesus says, you know, you and, I, and I'll tell you some stories about that. And as you look back on my podcast, you can understand uh, how it's true that as you change your thoughts, you begin to identify and change your thoughts, your outer experience changes. It's it's 100%. That's how you get back home, because you stop projecting fearful thoughts. You clean up that Akashic record, that subconscious mind that's been recording since time began. The etern- time is something that's in your mind. Time space is given as a teaching opportunity for us to only for us to remember uh, that we are one with God, to remember our divine self as innocent and holy and totally forgiven. We never, in fact, did anything wrong. We were dreaming. We've been dreaming that we could be that that we're dreaming a nightmare. And uh, Jesus says, God does not hold us responsible for that and yet we have to take responsibility for the thoughts we think so that we can change them which is called a miracle because a miracle is a change in perception it's a change in the way you look at something from fear to understanding that you created it and it's not real so jesus says you think you have many problems many many problems but he said in fact there's only one problem that you think you could be separate from god and there's only one solution to all your problems which is that it's not possible 
people to be separate from God. Now, if you're new at this, you may think, oh, how does that solve my problem about not having money or being sick or whatever? You will see as you follow the podcast and you and, and the reasoning that he's talking about, you will see that as you heal your mind, as you heal your thoughts, you become one again with God, all that is with the unmanifest, with your eternal spirit. And you realize in so doing that the body is not real and your thoughts turn to love and you return to uh, what you are already, your real self, which is innocent and holy. And you have an experience that lasts time, space, uh, you no longer need it for that teaching response for that teaching opportunity to to wake up. And so all your lessons are collapsed and you don't have to learn that anymore. You've graduated from school. And in so doing, you return to the state of being that's heaven. He says, in fact, we are safe at home with God right now but we're dreaming of our exile. That's that's something really powerful to take in. We're actually not here, but we're looking temporarily through the eyes of the body. I will tell you a story today uh, that happened to me this week, a couple of days ago, where I got very off kilter, uh, much to my surprise. And uh, it was... Uh, it was uh, thoughts that came up and I found a belief system when I asked Holy Spirit, I'll tell you about Holy Spirit for help. And I, I, I had to rely very heavily on the course principles. I read it for five hours until I could get myself back into the center because it was a very big deal that came up. It was a, it was a core issue that I've been carrying for lifetimes about uh, uh, a belief system. And I was able to see it. And then I watched it go away. I watched it myself have no charge on it. So I want to talk to you about that a little bit. Uh, So how do you heal the separated mind and return to love, peace, and joy that lasts eternally? Because the eternal always exists. Time space is just something that's temporarily in our minds. And you're here to learn. You're not here to make a success of yourself in the world, make a million dollars, find a a soulmate and and have a family that's just part of your journey as I'll, I'll tell you a little bit more about my clients that's just part of your journey even your purpose isn't what you think it is we'll talk about that so how do you heal the separated mind and return to the experience of heaven that's eternal you drop your judgment about yourself you drop yourself your judgment about others you release your guilt which is very very big everybody until their mind is healed, is carrying some guilt of the fall, which ego, which is that part of you that says, come with me, live with me, we'll live in a world all of our own. And this and over here, God won't punish you. And you don't have to be dictated to by God. So it puts you in that voice in your head that's unrelenting, that has negative self talk that judges other people, that is fearful, that is critical. That's your ego. It's not who you are. That's the part of the mind that is separated. But God created Holy Spirit. And Jesus says, Holy Spirit is that part that's never left the source, the mind of God, that also lives within each one of us, is able to be the last communication link between those of us who are still separated, the separated mind, and our God, and and so the voice of love. And so God created Holy Spirit to see us and all of our beliefs that are not true and to gently guide us back. So now instead of having just ego in your head, you also have the voice of Holy Spirit. You must call on it. This is your God self, that part of you 
that has never left the source that is not currently diluted by looking through the eyes of the body and thinking all these thoughts of fear and separation. So you have an inner teacher and Jesus says in the course that uh, the goal of a course in miracles is not necessarily in enlightenment. It's to connect you to your inner teacher. It's to connect you to Holy spirit because as issues come up for you as sadness and anger and jealousy and betrayal and abandonment issues and lack, all of that come up, you can say and must say, Holy Spirit, please help me to see this differently. Please help me to see this differently. And it will be laid, you'll get a flash in your mind. It will be laid on your heart. You will see it in an outer experience and say, oh, wow. Now I understand. And then you will be able to, as Jesus says, choose again, beloved, choose again. In other words, choose for love and not fear. So that is guilt is, is a really big part of our experience. And um, Jesus said that has said, and, and spiritual teachers know to some degree uh, that everything that we see on the outer is an outer reflection of an inner condition. And that is a thousand percent of the time. There is absolutely, he says, no exception to this. Now, when you really get that and you start, stop thinking that your, you know, experiences are in the smorgasbord of life where some things that happen, you created and other things happen to you, you will start to get straight because when you think that things happen to you, bad things happen to particularly bad things happen to you, hurtful things, tra- traumatic things, you think somebody else did that and sinned against you. You do not want to hear when you're traumatized that you created that yourself. But the good news is eventually when you can hear it, you will understand that those thoughts are false, that God did not create anything but love that you created everything that you see and you can change that by changing your mind and Holy Spirit will help you do it. You are not a victim of the world. I see that is what is a big, big lesson in the course. I am not a victim of the world. I see you never are. And it's the hardest thing to hear that you must take responsibility for what you created. But I will tell you from personal experience, it is pure liberation to understand that pure liberation, because you're in charge of your thoughts. We have no free will except what we're going to choose, which master we're going to choose to follow the ego or to follow God through Holy Spirit. Those are your choices. If you think you create your own reality, and it's a very popular thought, a new age thought, what you what they what they should tell you is that you create the experience and you can change the experience, but you have a, your body has a destiny that will play out. And as it plays out, it will be, you'll have an opportunity to heal your subconscious mind so that you can return to be at one with the divine mind. That is the real you. Does that make sense? It's, it's the, you're, you're, you're returning to the real you, to the awareness of the, not only the real you, which is within you all the time. Because Jesus says his foundational teaching is, uh, what does he say? Um, the kingdom of heaven is within you. What he means by that is, and I had divine revelation. You can listen to my story in podcast number one, if, you, if you'd like, where's my peace and how do I find it? I've had more than one divine revelation after I started uh, 
studying the Course in Miracles. And divine revelation, Jesus says, is given to us by him. Don't worry if you haven't had one. Maybe you did in another lifetime. Maybe that will come up for you. But I needed desperately, apparently, and I I really think I did, a, a peek into what the real goal is. And at a very, very challenging time in my life when I was caregiving for my dad and he was dying and very sick, I was very isolated. It was a very painful time. And I beseeched God for an hour to give me anything on the outside to change my circumstances, even temporarily, friends, more money so I could get a caregiver, so I could get a day off. Anything a, a normal person would think would give them a break. I mean, we all go there. We want a distraction. We want a time out, right? And especially in today's world, you want a time out because it feels like for a lot of us, we're being tumbled, pummeled all the time. But the, the the only time out that happens is is within you and my my mind in my mind in my head I heard an audible click and my my mind what happened was I transcended the mind my mind stopped thinking which is the goal by the way you don't want to hear the monkey mind as they call it in spiritual circles you don't want to hear the 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 mind that is teaching you is is criticizing you it the ego plays a trick on you by also teaching you. And the voice of Holy Spirit, when you hear it, is your own voice, and it's deeply, deeply peaceful. It's not full of information that's mostly true with a little bit of fear in it. So watch out for that, because that's what goes on. Um, And um, I lost my train of thought here. Um, Yeah, so the kingdom of heaven is within you. So when I had this divine revelation, all of a sudden, in the blinking of an eye, I entered the eternal. And it was completely still because it was without thought. And because it was without thought, it was without fear. There was not a shred of fear in it. I felt only, and divine revelation is experiential. You can't really explain the profound nature of it uh, in words. But try to think about what it would feel like to feel the utmost safety and security and love and acceptance and peace that's eternal not a shred of fear, not a thought. It was, it's just at one with God. And that's what went on. And it it went on for quite a while. And then my thinking mind and my fear took over, which is what happens, you know? Um, So, uh, but I've had a couple since I, uh, that was of the peace of God. I had one when I was about to lose my dad. And the last time it was in the hospital of divine love. And so the whole point of the kingdom, me telling you that the kingdom of heaven is within you is that, Jesus says we have to remove the blocks to the awareness of love's presence because it's heaven is within us all the time. It's a state of being, not necessarily a place, although God, Jesus has said, earth is not your home. And, and, and for all you star seeds out there, Jupiter isn't either. So it's not a physical place. It's a state of being. And eventually, as you move from uh, healing your mind and changing the way you look at the world from uh, and forgive the world and yourself, you move into a state of seeing the perfection of the world. And then that too will disappear. As I've shared on other podcasts, that too, Jesus says, because remember, he's had the experience. He's already been through this and he's come back to teach and write the book on, uh, on, on how, how we step-by-step get home. But eventually the world and the universe and anything that's a physical manifestation that's just a projection of the outer mind will disappear because every son of God will have healed. Every member of the son of God will have healed their mind. Does that make sense? There's a wonderful book that I've 
mentioned many times called The Disappearance of the Universe by Gary Renard. And uh, it helps if if you're having a hard time with the Course in Miracles concepts. Gary is hilarious and he shares his own story, which is quite profound. How two ascended masters appeared on his couch when he was meditating and dictated books to him for the last 25 years or so. And uh, it and and it really helps you to understand how to put the course principles into action. That's 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 it certainly did me when I when I when I read it, read his books. But anyway, uh, so the kingdom is within you. And can you imagine experiencing that uh, that peace, that security, that safety, that love, that incredible love that's just beyond words all the time? Say people say, oh, that must be boring. Are you kidding? It's alive. It's 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 the absence of 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 fear is not boring, (laughs) not boring. So today, episode 15, deciding what is the value, you know, Wayne Dyer, whom you probably all know, uh, wrote so many books. You can now find him in Hay House, but he wrote your your erroneous zones and there's a spiritual solution to every problem. Uh, he made a movie many years ago. It must have been a long time ago. I don't know when, but I have it on VHS format if that lets you know what, what the deal is. Today, I think you can get it on DVD anywhere, probably, you know, Amazon and a lot of other places. But the movie was called The Shift. And I don't know if you saw it, but if you're particularly just starting out with your spiritual awakening and trying to find your peace and and wanting to move forward on your spiritual journey, The Shift is a really good movie to watch. Uh, because Wayne wrote about his own personal journey to awakening and the shift is about the question of about what is a value. And I had a friend call the other day, I guess yesterday, and he said, uh, what do you say to people, Shelley, when they call you and ask you, how do I know if I've made any progress spiritually? And then he turned around before I could answer and he answered the question because he's moved quite far along. We're, we're mighty companions on the journey, if you will. And he said you, uh, that as you awaken, and this is true, the answer was right. When you awaken, you, uh, what is a value to you changes. And that is very true. If, if you're already there, you know that's true. Uh, so the movie The Shift by Wayne Dyer is a story of, of several different people and how they make a shift from ambition, being focused on ambition in the world, trying to get things and all of that, to meaning to living a life of meaning. Now, I'm just going to read what's written on the book jacket because I can't say it better myself. This is what happens. Such a shift eliminates our feelings of separateness, illuminates our spiritual connectedness, and involves moving from the ego-directed morning into the afternoon of life where everything is primarily influenced by purpose. Now, Purpose. That's an interesting thing because as a professional reader, probably the number one question I get and have gotten for the last, I would say three years, maybe five years, is what is my purpose? People are waking up and they want to live a life on purpose. And so they call because I'm a psychic and medium and they read the Akashic Records, a coach. And so they want to know what's, what am I here for? What's my purpose? And what I tell them, although I do help them sort out what is their journey, uh, you know, whether they're going to be a teacher or work with children or work in finance, the arts, how they're going to serve humanity. <clears throat> I tell them a couple of things. I, 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 you know, if you called me for a reading, I will help you sh- show you what, where your journey is. Absolutely. Because that's what you called me for. But here's the thing. I explained to them 
that you have a body destiny. And no matter what your calling is, if you write the greatest novel or open a soup kitchen and feed 10 million people, if your mind is not healed, you're only working at the level of effect. Okay. So because the mind stays unhealed and the, the, the negativity and the fear is still emanating from you, you have not pulled the knot free for yourself and the rest of the son of God. Do you, do you see how that is? So your purpose, your, that is your calling, whether you're going to be a butcher, a baker, or a candlestick maker is your calling, but your purpose as, as Jesus tells us is uh, forgiveness, which is the same as salvation. It says in the course, my only function is forgiveness. My only function is forgiveness. Uh, Now, let's talk about forgiveness being the foundation of A Course in Miracles, because it's not what the humankind is when you say, well, I'm going to be the bigger person, or I'm going to cut you some slack because I know you had a rough childhood. No. Radical forgiveness is to understand that we have all dreamed the dream of separation, every single one of us, and are acting out because of it in pain. He also says there's only love or cry for love. That's all you'll ever see. And if you think back about it, that's true. If you've done any level of healing with your family of origin or within yourself, you realize that there's love or cry for love. Okay, so what Jesus says is you have to forgive yourself for dreaming the dream. Much like if you awakened at night and or somebody else that looked like they had sinned against you, they're dreaming too. And so you forgive the dream because we are forgiven. God has forgiven that we've fallen asleep. And that's all that's really happened. That's all that's happened. And, and in so doing, you release the guilt too, which is what will keep karma alive, by the way, is guilt. So everyone is carrying this. And when you come to the atonement, which also can be pronounced at one month, okay, at one month with with God, yourself and God, uh, uh, then this this heals. And and how you do that is you say, I you recognize who you really are and who those all those people you're saying even though it's a projection in your mind, all those people are you when you realize, because it's your dream. So when you realize that you are innocent, you're holy, you live eternally. You're not a sinner because you just simply dreamed a dream that you could be separate from source. And it was painful and you acted out of fear. Okay. That's all that happened. Fear by all the names, jealousy, lack, uh vengeance all of that is uh abandonment betrayal all of that is are just the children of fear that's all it is and it's not true okay because love is the only thing that's real and god what god created is the only thing that's real god did not create the body he did not create the pandemic a lot of people want to blame god why did god do that God has no view of our little illusions and night terrors. And that's what's going on. We're the ones that are seeing it and, and it's not true. So I tell my clients that I, I, that you're here. It's a hologram. It's a serial dream. It's a hologram. Some of it is personal. Some of it is shared that we all see the earth. We all see the universe and all of that. But the goal can never be about ambition as as Wayne Dyer says doesn't mean you're not going to move forward and take action in the world and we all have to live in the world and but you'll notice more and more as you disconnect from the need to make things happen and you can listen to the podcast called um 
I don't know which one it is, but it's, it's on my website and on here. Um, it's from a lesson in the workbook from Jesus, one of the most powerful ones. And I, I did a podcast on it. It's called, you must give, why you must give up the uh, belief that you must plan because the more you detach, the more you will notice that life is just happening. It's just happening. And then it's easier not to be triggered, not to be pulled in by what's having happening because you're triggered because you have a thought about it, a judgment about it. And then an emotion arises and then you're off course. You're, 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 you're thrown into chaos because you're going into fight or flight. You have a response to that. You're reactive. And the whole idea is to understand that this is a projection of my own mind and let me go within and heal it and ask Holy Spirit how to see this different because there's nothing out there. It's just a projection of our own thoughts, okay? So we mistakenly look out there for our safety and our security, our comfort, but and uh, and our love and our peace and our happiness in the world of form. But here's the thing, what happens, and this includes relationships in a big way. Jesus calls these special relationships and they can be special love or special hate, you know? And a special love relationship can turn to a special hate relationship. And you know that if you've been in a family of origin that, you, you know, you, you fell out of love with somebody or you're divorced and you're not and it's not amicable. You know what I'm talking about. So that those relationships are based on fear, not love. And I hate to break that to you, but look at podcast 10 on holy relationships and uh, give all your relationships, even the people that you don't know, give all your relationships to Holy Spirit to make holy. Just ask, just talk to Holy Spirit out loud and say, please enter into all my relationships and make them holy. Wherein you're loving the person, not out of need, not out of an agenda to fill for you, not to make you feel whole, but that you are a divine uh, son and they are a divine son. And 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 your your goal is simply to look at each other and love each other that way. What you need is within you. What you need comes to you. You do not need someone out there to make it happen. It's not that things don't happen through relationships and things come to you through relationships. But it's the intention behind it is a love or fear. Okay. So remember the kingdom of God is within you. and And my revelation was that nothing while I was sitting in that parking a lot and I went into the eternal now, nothing in the outer uh, experience changed. I didn't get more money. My dad didn't get well. I didn't get a caregiver or a vacation and it didn't matter. It didn't matter. I could see what the goal was and there is nothing in the world of value. Since we're talking about value today, there's nothing more important than the thing that lasts. So let's go to lesson 133 in the workbook and of course in miracles. And, and the lesson is Jesus says, I will not value what is valueless. Okay. I will not value what is valueless. If you're following along in the course, it's lesson uh, it's in the workbook 133. If not, you can, you can get the course from the, the foundation for inner peace. You can also, I believe, get it several other obvious places, Barnes and Noble, uh, Amazon, that sort of thing. Um, so let's talk about that. And then I will share with what happened to me this week so that you can put it into perspective of how, when you get tipped over, you might, you might find your way back to peace and sanity. Um, because I really, I really honestly did. I, I fell off, I fell off the, the horse this week and I'm truthful about it, but I was able to use the course to come right back into alignment. Um, 
So let's see, where do I want to go now? Um, So let's go to 133. And Jesus says, you do not ask too much of life, but far too little. When you let your mind be drawn to bodily concerns, to things you buy, to eminence as valued by the world. So that means how how you're seen in the world, how you want to be seen in the world, fame and fortune and and your good name and, and all of that. You ask for sorrow not for happiness. This course does not attempt to take from you the little that you have, and it does not try to substitute utopian ideas for satisfactions, which the world contains. There are no satisfactions in the world, is what he said. There are no satisfactions in the world. We'll get into why that is. He says the list And he lists the real criteria by which to test all things you think you want. Now, here's how he says you can figure out when you when you see things you want. And I encourage you to make a list when we when we are finished with this podcast and you have a moment, sit down and make yourself a list of the things that you want and what's the value, because I'm going to tell you through Jesus how you're going to sort that out in a way that is not going to distract you and keep you here in the dreaming a a serial dream on on a path that looks like evolutionary progress. You don't make any progress unless you get home. Evolution is a joke. (laughs) I'm sorry to tell you that, but you only evolve to the point where you still have a choice. Are you following your ego or are you following Holy spirit? Evolution takes forever. And the only thing about it is eventually you wake up. And then you're not evolving. You're just waking up. Those are your choices. Okay. So uh, uh, he says, Jesus says, unless these things that you think you want make meet these sound requirements, they are all not worth desiring at all for they can be, they can, but replace what offers more. In other words, the things that you're wanting, if they don't meet the requirements that he's laying out, will just distract you from what you could really want, which is everything. Everything that you get, like I described in the divine revelation, Uh, because remember, you're already complete within you. You just don't know how to tap into it yet, but you're learning. He says you can't make the laws that govern choice, nor can you make the alternatives from which to choose. And he said you only have two choices. He said, however many there appear to be, it's important that you, you make the choice that brings everything to you or nothing to you. And he said, those are your two choices. By deciding what is the value, you will either bring everything to yourself the kingdom of, of God, you'll bring everything to yourself. You're, you're, you're at one moment with God and all life and your freedom eternally, or you'll bring nothing. You'll just think you're, you're momentarily making progress. Really let that sink in. So he says, therefore, if you learn the test by which you can distinguish everything from nothing, you will make the better choice. Now, first, he says, if you choose a thing that will not last forever, what you choose is valueless that will not last forever, it's valueless. And that is huge because your body doesn't last forever. And the body of your loved ones doesn't last forever. Their eternal spirit, however, does last forever. He said, time can never take away a value that is real. Okay. Because we're love, we're love. And so we last eternally. And so that's a value. But again, not the special relationships where, gee, I like that guy because he He's he's sexy or because I'm going to become famous or because those things don't last. So they're not a value. He says what fades and dies was never there. And that's true because we dreamed it and we projected it. It was never really there. It's just a flash on a blip on the screen. And he says uh, you'll be deceived really easily if you start thinking uh, that you like something 
because of the form in which it appears. And again, you're attracted to someone or something, but it doesn't last forever. You're being deceived by your ego. So next, if you choose to take away a thing from someone else, you will have nothing left. It's because if you deny your uh, somebody else's right to everything, you have denied your own because loss cannot really offer gain. Loss just offers loss. And, 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 and that's the thing about lack and trying to block somebody else's good is that you're in lack already, aren't you? If you were, if you were a, in peace and connected as a spirit, you wouldn't feel that need. And so if you do that, you always are going to lose. You can never gain by taking some from someone else. Now, he said, this is the last consideration that's the one on which everything else rests. And he said, why? And you might want to, if you're watching this podcast later when the playback, you might want to pause it and write these questions down so that you can use a set of criteria that Jesus lays out for you. You want to write down, why is the choice of value to you? Why is the choice of value to you? Secondly, what attracts your mind to it? What attracts your mind to it? Third, what purpose does it serve? What purpose does it serve? He says, when you answer these questions, you'll see if you, if you are driven by fear or love or by abundance and faith in God or by lack. And, and then you'll understand why Jesus says what brings you joy will one day bring you sorrow. Because everything that t- is temporary is that situation. If you lose somebody, if you lose a job, if you lose your 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 fortune if you lose your health, these things are of the body and of the, the illusory material will, will always leave you empty. So you have to realize that he says, if you feel guilt over your choice, then you're aligned with the ego's goals because, because if you're choosing something that is timeless, it's love and God created it and it will always be eternal. And he said, all things are either valuable or valueless, worthy of not being sought at all, entirely desirable or not worth the slightest effort to obtain. Now, I know that uh, sometimes we struggle with wanting things. And I've certainly been there where I think, geez, I wish I had more of that or whatever. But I've had to surrender over and over and over again. And I'm glad that I have because it brings me back to the now. Uh, what What I need is coming to me. And Mother Mary told me that because I've been a I've been a, a connector with the spiritual hierarchy, been called the wide receiver by the spiritual hierarchy. And I've I've heard from the ascended masters, the angelic realm, the galactic brotherhood of light, the Devic kingdom. I was a full body channel for a light being and for the Devic kingdom. I mean, uh, this I I do readings where the ascended masters come in for my clients. And it is really true that this out here is just a flash. It's just a film that's playing. And, and, and it's up to you to decide what's of value so that that stops playing and you go home. So make a list uh, tonight and see if what is on your list is mostly things of the world and special relationships and what you, what you think you need and what you think is important. And then be honest about what is the driving force behind the desire. Is it fear or is it love? You may ask, you know, everybody wants a nice home. Everybody wants this. Everybody wants that. But when those things go away or your loved one dies or you lose your health or any of it, ask yourself this, will you have your peace? Will you still feel loved? And I mean, divine love. Will you feel securely loved? Will you feel safety and security? If any of those go away, if the answer is no, you've put your, you've put your, uh, your, your faith in the valueless. Okay. So he said, what is the gain to you in learning this? 
He said, it's far more than merely letting you make choices easily and without pain. He said, heaven itself, and this is beautiful. Take a listen to this. Heaven itself is reached with empty hands and open minds, which come with nothing to find everything and claim it as their own. So that is what he means by that is that when you are an empty vessel and you're not searching out there, reaching outside of yourself, you know that what is yours will come to you. And you know that you're removing the blocks, your fear blocks, so that you can feel the love that's already within you and the abundance that's already within you. It will outpicture in your world and you'll come to peace. It, you can't do it in the opposite direction. So um, here's so that's what you need to know about how to sort what is value, what is valuable from what is valueless. Um, now, Here's something we need to know when we're talking about the thoughts, because when we look in the world, it can look like utter chaos right now and insanity. But here's what you need to know. Jesus says we are creating exactly what we want to happen. And that is shocking to hear. And when I had an experience this, this week, I went, I, why would I have wanted to, that to happen? But he said there are no neutral thoughts. He said every thought that you think is leading either to peace or to war. That That's huge. That's huge. And, and and so you need to really get clear that, that that's what's going on. He said, God did not create this, so it isn't real. God did not create this, so it isn't real. He says, my attack thoughts, when we are angry at what's going on out there and we do what's called an attack thought, instead of owning it and seeing why we're in fear or if we feel guilty because of the fall, we want to attack somebody else. That's what the ego does so that we momentarily don't shine the light on ourselves and heal it. So the ego stays in business. So he, Jesus says, my attack thoughts are attacking my invulnerability. You're not vulnerable. You're safe at home with God. You are the son of God at all times. You're pure light. But you momentarily think that you're not and you go into fear about that, you see. So he says, um, what is real is love and love lasts eternally. Did God did not that create that plane crash, etc. So uh, there's a really good example of this. I know we don't have a lot of time left, but there's a book uh, of how everyone out there is you. Spirit told me that a long time ago. Everybody that you see is you. There's only one of you here. And so anything that's being reflected back, and that's a beauty of relationships. And if you do a reading with me, that's the beauty of being able to see what the dynamic is between you and somebody else, because people will bring up what is not healed in you. Whatever is triggered is what they're showing you is not healed in you. It's a gift, even though it doesn't feel like it. And family of origin is great for that, bringing up the tender things that aren't true because we have a soul agreement to help each other get home. But we forget that when we get, to, you know, in, in the throw of things. Uh, but there's a really good example of this. And you may have heard of the book Zero Limits. It's uh, it's about a psychiatrist who is uh, and I've lived in Hawaii for 15 years. I ought to be able to tell you his name, Dr. Ihala Akala, Hugh Len, Dr. Hugh Len. This is a true story. He cured every patient in a criminally insane hospital in the state of Hawaii. It was a hospital for the criminally insane, and he never saw one patient. He set up an office. He asked for all the files to be brought to him, and he looked at every file and saw in that patient what was wrong with them and found the corresponding 
undone thought in his own mind and healed himself. It's very much about self-love. It's called the practice of Ho'oponopono in Hawaii, but it is about forgiveness and love. And he set up an office and this took four years. And, you know, every they closed the hospital because every single person was healed. Even those who were shackled, they were able to go free. They were able to leave their medications. They were able to be rehabilitated back into Hawaii. One man did this because he was working at the level of cause. He worked on his own mind. And those that were out picturing in his world as him healed you see that the people that didn't want to come into work anymore started loving going to work they closed the hospital because he healed it the book is called zero limits and if you haven't read it and and i have it but i i I, I mean, someday I will when I have time, but I understand the concept because of the Course in Miracles. Fabulous. He said, I love you and I'm sorry over and over again while he was reviewing each file. I love you. Please forgive me. I'm sorry. Now, Gary Renard's book, The Ascended Masters in the book, will tell you, and I think Jesus would agree, although it worked, he healed his own mind. But don't make it real because it's not. True empathy is not about saying uh, oh my God, that's horrible. Even though it may be, it, it, you have to be kind to each other because what we're experiencing, we think is very real. So we want to be kind, but the ascended masters came in and I I've done this, uh, my podcast, uh, claiming your life raft in the sea of chaos. You can hear what my ascended master readings, uh, said to some clients and, and they said, true empathy is, is saying, behold, we have risen. For that's what's honest. You're the son of God. You're pure light. You are not powerless and a victim. You need to know that. So that's a little bit if you want to look at uh, the book Zero Limits, a great book. Um, so uh, so let's see now. Because he said, you know, Jesus says the world is neutral. And I have given it all the meaning it has for me. Now listen to that again. The world in itself is neutral. And I have given it all the meaning it has for me. So what happened to me this week, and we only have a few short minutes, was that I had to put my mom on hospice this week. And I hate to share this private information publicly, but but this is a really uh, challenging time, not only for, for me, but whatever you're going through in the world, because most people are being very challenged right now. And if you're not good for you, celebrate it while it lasts, because it doesn't. Something will come up unless you've healed your mind and then really good for you. But um, I put her on hospice and I hospice had come to me through me just being present. And I live like this. I stay in the now. I keep my mind quiet. And then the next thing that I need shows up and it's effortless and then it's there's another miracle and another miracle if you listen to the last podcast on called grateful you'll hear about some of these things that happened for me when i needed help with my mom's medical stuff and it just kept spirit just kept moving the blocks out of the way it's the presence of god that did it and all i did was stay steady so i got her on hospice and they came and i thought Okay, now I'm going to get more support, even though I had an experience with my dad years ago with hospice. That was dreadful. And I thought, well, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because I had heard from uh, a, a doctor that I had respected. That won't happen to you. And I thought, okay, okay, maybe it was just about, you know, not knowing at that time I had projected that from my own mind. So the nurse came and she was horribly rude. 
she was, it was scary because she was being called by a dying patient and she refused to answer the phone. And I said to her, someday that will be me. And she said, oh no, I'll never do that to you and your mother. Oh, really? And it went on and on and on. Turns out they're terribly understaffed. Of course, it's COVID going on. I understand that, but you can only blame so much of that on that. And because everything seems to me has become about the bottom line and not about love. And so they're terribly understaffed. And where does that leave me and my mom when we get down to it? And it was, it rocked my world. And I was getting more and more upset. And I was saying to this woman in my mind, we, you are innocent and holy. All is forgiven. Instead of being angry. And all of a sudden I was doing the course in miracles. And then all of a sudden I wasn't. And I went off on her in just a horrible way. And I blamed her. And then I caught myself and I said, you know what? I can see you're exhausted. I can see that your company is overstaffed and you're being asked to do the impossible. But, you know, I had already shaken her. And I realized, you know, everything I I was saying could have been said with kindness. But then when I got finished with her and I realized that, you know, I had blown that opportunity. I forgave myself, but then I realized why did I create that? And I asked Holy spirit, why would I have dreamed yet another hospice situation where I really thought I expected good things this time? I really did. And I was open to it. And then, I mean, where is, where is the flaw in this? Why do I, you know, expect the pony and, and a box of manure shows up instead? I mean, what is that? Is it within me? I mean, what's going on? So I got a flash in my mind from Holy Spirit that um, I had dreamed this dream that I still had a thought form of, because the hospice lady said to me, oh, Shelly, your life is about to become so much easier. And I thought to myself, yeah, right. This is not my first rodeo. And, you know, I still had that. I had that thought form playing in my head. I, I, I still was expecting garbage to happen to not be cared for to not get my needs met and it's pretty much when I look back at podcast one and how I had the came in with the last dream of Nazi Germany from my last life it's pretty much how I have looked at the world and thought you know I can't wait to get the hell out of here honestly excuse my swearing on camera but I can't wait to get the hell out of here and then you can't but you can't leave the world until you love it you can't leave the world until you love it. And so I went to work on this on this thought form. And what I also heard Holy Spirit say to me is that you dreamed this dream so that you could bring you the so that you could blame someone else. Your ego is at play here. So I took the Course in Miracles and I said the following. And you might want to stop the tape and write these down when you're here listening to the playback. It may help you. Uh, I have given this all the meaning it has for me. Anger is never justified. You're never angered for the reason you think because you're feeling separation. God did not create this health crisis, and so it is not real. I see only the past. Get in the now and feel the presence of God. Who am I? I am not the body. I am a son of God, innocent and holy, and God loves me. There is nothing to fear. Salvation and forgiveness is my only function. And this is what I wanted to share with you. It took me about five hours to get a hold of myself. I was really, really fractured. And, and I was really, really exhausted. And uh, I know we're running out of time, but I, I literally saw all my thought forms like a movie. As I went into peace, I had less and less charge as I said these things and confirmed it in my mind. And eventually, 
I had no charge on any of it at all. So it's like the Hugh Lynn story. You heal your own mind and that charge stops. So uh, I just want to tell you uh, the things that are of value in the world right now. You know, I was walking on a beach in 2007 and a man in spirit, because I see spirit pass me. And he said, the world is going to change so drastically and so uh, dramatically and so quickly that your life with your parents will seem like a vignette. I have lived a long time with my parents as an adult because they've always offered me a home because I've traveled so much. And I'm 64 years old. My mother is 92 and we're still together. And uh, it's at the end of her life. But I see that the world has changed. It's true that Einstein said uh, technology is overtaking humanity. But that's just my current take on it. And so I'm looking for what's of value, and I hope this has helped you. Uh, if you want to view these on my homepage, go to ShellyJMiller.com, the homepage, S-H-E-L-L-Y-J-Miller.com. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, Shelly J. Miller's Psychic Medium. Join the newsletter while you're on the website. Uh, you can also book an appointment there for Psychic Mediumship, Akashic Records, uh, Course in Miracles, uh, help you get clarity and peace of mind, really, and also ex- accelerate your spiritual awakening. Um, remember to choose what's of value to you. If it's if it lasts eternally, it's of value. If it's love, God created it. If it's not love, he did not create it. And you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world and your only function here is forgiveness of the radical kind. So if you can get a hold of the course principles like I did until you can see like I did, the hologram actually moved away from me and I had no more emotional charge on this. This works if you put it into practice. It absolutely works. I promise you, my life has changed dramatically, but you must take responsibility for every thought. And and here's what he said. You don't need to be healed because you're already whole. And that is shocking. But you don't need to go around and around. You just let go of the guilt. You stay in the now. He said the it was it's in the past. It was healed. The separation as soon as it began. As soon as it began, God healed it. We're just seeing a play out of a movie that doesn't isn't even real anymore. If you can remember that, you can accelerate your growth by getting back in the now and simply saying, next, I am a child. I am a son of God, and I'm here to accept the atonement for myself. I am innocent and holy, and so is everyone else, and I am awakening from the dream. So remember that. Call me on uh, 949-237. 2960-949-237-2960, also being shown on Amazon right now. And I look forward to the next time and make your list of what's of value and stick to it because you're the light of the world and you're loved. And I will see you next time. I'm sending all my love to you and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye for now. Join us next time, every other Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time for Finding Your Peace with Shelley J. Miller. Be sure to look for the podcasts Finding Your Peace with Shelley J. Miller on iTunes, Google Play, and all of your favorite podcast stations. To contact Shelley, book an appointment, and to find out more about her work, go to ShelleyJMiller.com.